0: Hello lovely, I'm Jay Aquinasai and this is going to be your Pisces season 2024 cheat sheet. I've got a few things I want to share in this. I don't want this to be too long, she says, but first and foremost I want to tell you the story of the seasonals. The seasonals almost didn't happen, there's been a whole saga around them. Very telling though, lots of messages already coming through. So I want to tell you that story, I want to share the messages that came through at the end of this, there's an outro that I recorded in the midst of the Pisces saga. So there's an outro that I recorded. Instead of adding that to the end of the readings, I'm going to add that here. And it's about the quote and some ideas um around Pisces season. So I may repeat some of those, but I will add it on the end of this. I don't actually remember what I said in that. I know there were some connections to Christ consciousness and the washing of feet and the fishes and the loaves. So I gave some of those. So I will add that on the end of this. And then I've got a whole bunch of questions for you, which may help you to navigate the season. Just when we ask a question, it, it opens up our awareness. You know, we become more willing to, to look for answers. And I'm also going to explain the readings, the seasonals of what they're going to be. There's a lot to kind of get through. In a very short amount of time but I think it's important this feels like a very big Pisces I mean every season feels like a big season at the moment so that's a bit of a um, crazy thing to say I do want to add this here that this is not the right way to do Pisces I mean it's not the wrong way to do Pisces season it is my way it's what I see what I feel and I think it's really important to state that I've stated it some version of that in just about every video I've done because it's so important to know that, you know, I, th- from my perspective, what most people need, they don't need a teacher, they don't need a guru, they-, they need a friend, right? Most of us need a friend. And when I look at my friendships and how I am with my friends, so that's, you know, I think if J Aquarian Insight is anything in the world, it's a friend um, to people who are, you know, on their kind of spiritual journey. Same as me, right? So, just with your friends they're not always doing the right thing that you know they don't know they're doing the wrong thing but in the same way that if, if you have friendships and I have loads of friends very he- really healthy great friendships I have is you know when we try things we tell each other we, sh- we share them with each other oh, I've just started taking functional mushrooms or I've just started doing this or you know I'm working out this now or whatever it is and we share it with each other we don't impose it on each other and we don't um talk about how people should be doing something. And if they're, if they're not doing it, we support each other, but we bring ourselves wholly to the relationship. And so in that sense, that's all I'm doing here, right? I'm going to share with you what I have seen. I trust what I see, but you don't have to trust what I see, right? But in the same way, if you feel and see something different, cool, excellent, trust it. Um, if you get doubts if you hear something that I say and it's the opposite of what you've seen or know about yourself then hopefully you will have your back that is a, a, a an opportunity for you to think okay well that's great that Jay saw that Um she seems to trust what she saw so let me trust what I see and what I feel right because ultimately you have to live your life not me so I and it's not Virgo season in Virgo season you know when it comes to material practical reality we are looking at the details of the material, physical world. And even there, we have our own realities and how we live and the details, that discernment, right, of what matters to us. But Pisces is a whole different kettle of fish, Uh, pun intended. And in that sense, we don't want to get caught up so much in the details. In fact, I think this is an opportunity to realise where do we get caught up in the details? I will refer to some of the cards in this But first of all, let me tell you the story of the seasonal. So I started the seasonals last week. Um, Those of you that know, I had that, you know, Christopher Wateki's been talking about mysterious ailments and stuff. I had a fever for three days. Um, But it was very telling, like even that fever. Whenever I have an opportunity to slow down, especially when it comes to my physical body, I always get the sense of, okay, so let's, what's going on? What am I missing? What have I not seen, right? I always know that it is an opportunity to slow down when something like that happens and I do have Neptune on my ascendant so you know mysterious illnesses um I'm used to (laughs) I've been used to for the last over 22 years you know that's the thing for me so I started off Pisces seasonals normal tarot you know I was going to use the Rumi oracle card the oracle cards I did a reading and there was something about that reading and hopefully you trust me to know that I've been doing this a long time. I've been in seasonals month after month after month, you know, with a few missed here and there, but you know, more or less every single month I've done seasonals since 2016 or monthlies, right? They used to be back then. And I used to, be, used to do weekly, weeklies at some point, um, individual sign weeklies. So it wasn't it. Like I could feel it. And I thought this isn't it. And, uh, but the main message from that um, reading and I will have a cheat sheet ready that w- you can refer to these notes. The main one from that one was beyond the threshold of fear, right? And I thought, okay, so what we're afraid of going beyond that, excellent, got it, right? But it just didn't feel it. So I tried another one from with the tarot, same message came up, right? But the fear portion of it, which had kind of been suggested in the first reading, it was becoming about deception, right? And self-deception. We're talking about self-deception here. It's Pisces season. So not how we deceive. I mean, you can turn it into that. You can turn it into what so and so's deceiving me about or what the government's deceiving me about or whatever. But to get to the bottom of any deception outside of yourself, you have to look at where you're deceiving yourself, right? So a theme of self-deception came up in that reading. But again, it had that not quite it kind of feeling to it. And I thought, you know what? You don't want the same structure, you know, structure, order, that's Virgo, Pisces season. We don't want so much structure. So I decided, let me do Lenormand. I'm going to do a Lenormand reading. So yes, I did three readings for Pisces energy and I did a Lenormand reading and that one had deception all over it. The fox came up twice. I used two deck, two decks and the only card that repeated in that was, I think it was um Fox and Anchor. So th- those were the two. I'll share some of the themes, other themes that come up around this. Okay, maybe I'll just say it here. So the other theme that was coming up, so the underlying energy or the message of this season so far from doing those readings was deception, self-deception. The other was about practices, especially spiritual practices because Pisces practice is a very spiritual season Um or things that we've done that worked for us when they worked, but they are now hindering us. And you know, I've talked about this in weeklies as well, that you do anything for long enough. Um, once you become attached to doing things in a certain way, it begins to hinder us. It begins to hold us back. We've looked at this when that devil energy came up twice. So yeah, it's not that we were, do- we're doing something wrong. It's the timing of it. Is this the right time for that? I'll give some examples of these as I, when I've told this story. So. I saw deception i thought okay cool but i was going to keep that reading and so i recorded the outro which you will hear at the end of this talk and then i did the aries reading and the aries reading was kind of different di- different but it had that same message of deception and I, the fox came up twice in that reading as well but in aries one it was about um the book the book came up twice in there which is the story that aries tells right and i'm thinking okay well, this is a bit strange what the hell's going on here or the knowledge that Aries has but so still going back to if we're using the same knowledge that we've always had where does it become limiting right and self-deception I went to pull Taurus and so I've the oracle decks and two oracle decks offered themselves up this is from when I was doing the Lenormand and it's the wisdom of the oracle and it's the wisdom of the house of night you'll see me use them in the seasonals anyway Now, they to me are a light and a dark card. They're about, you know, even from the looks of them, one's very white, one's black, right? So they have this kind of light, dark aspect to them. And in the outro, as you will hear, I'm talk about the two fish, the two different fish. So that should have been my first clue that those two oracle decks offered themselves up. You know, I love the roomy oracle, but it just wasn't happening for this season, for the seasonals. Anyway, so I'm doing Taurus at this point. And the deceit card came flying out of the wisdom of the hi- house of night. And I just stopped. I thought, okay, something else going on here. There is a deeper message that is being presented about the season. Get to grips with that. So I, I went and did my own reading about myself, about what I was doing, came to quite a few realizations that, you know, I've, like I said, I've been doing this for a long time. I know what is my message and I know what is a message for the collective right and there is overlap there obviously but this wasn't anything to do with me right but I did my due diligence I went off and checked I thought am I deceiving myself in that I'm trying to do something um you know that was another message that came through why what is your intention what is your motive Pisces got that in one of the readings that I did so I was thinking about it It took two days you know this was at the end of my fever this is all happening in a feverish dream right (laughs) perfect for Pisces season so I um I'm I'm checking this out. I'm thinking, okay, what's going on with all of this? What's the message that came out? And I'm thinking about deception and how what is deception? How do we deceive ourselves? Now now on surface level, deception's not great. Who wants to be deceived? No one, right? And we don't ever want to be seen as deceptive that we're hiding things from people. And it was very intentionally that word. I mean, when you get the deceit card that comes out it's very it was deception all the way through I kept seeing it so I thought about it and I thought okay I've already at this point I had already done the talk on um, self-imposed struggle which is a theme for Pisces right the self-imposed struggle talk that I've already done and that's already up that's the video that's Aquarius to Pisces 2024 that talks about that was my little brain dump and that brain dump came about from this um, process as well so I'm going to share some of the themes that I've gotten from this process and then we'll talk about the actual readings I will be posting and what they are about because I'm not going to explain it in there I had this desire also to not explain anything that just to give straight messages so you will see I won't be reading from oracle deck books I won't be doing any of that I'm just straight up giving you messages make them make of them what you will remember and I've said this for years right and it hasn't changed just because I don't say it The message isn't the message. The reaction to the message is the message. Whatever comes up for you, that reaction is the message. I think there's a theme here of if you think of previous Pisces seasons, and I know we've had blind spots revealed. Pisces a lot around blind spots. I think compared to this season, we may notice that previous seasons have been about why we have blind spots. Why we have blind spots. If I could speak, that'd be great. So that's something to be aware of, that this season we may realise, oh, I've always had blind spots because I didn't want to see this about myself. And so in that sense, then this season may reveal what the blind spots are. So we've had why we have blind spots, right? Which if you think about it, what's a blind spot? It's going to be self-deception, right? What we hide from ourselves for great reasons. That's not a put down. That's not a judgment. That is, we do this for a reason. You know, if one of the fish is out there, out in the world, open, conscious, the other one is the unconscious. And just by virtue of being so complex and nuanced human beings, we do have a lot of stuff that goes on underneath. I mean, um, I watched, if anyone that watches The Y Files, the last episode that they did last week was about dreams. And, you know, even he said, like, he was saying, we still don't know why we dream, but... Our brains function very differently. There's no ego. The ego gets dissolved when we dream that part of our brain that is fixed on our identity and who we are. That's not so lit up when we're dreaming. If you analyze the brains of dreamers. And I was listening to that and I thought, Oh my God, that's the hangman. And that's what goes on with Pisces energy as well. If you think about Aquarius season, which we've just, we've just come out of, um, Aquarius is, you know, what makes you unique? And it's the freedom to be who you are. You know, Aquarius is all about freedom. And yet this is something that I've shared openly when I was going through it. It's been about two or three years now at this point. I was on the Discord server. uh, You know, I've shared this part of my journey, which is I was all have always been about freedom, very textbook Aquarius in that sense of, you know, freedom. But at some point I realized that my attachment to wanting to be free was a lack of freedom that I could never truly be free as long as I wanted to be free right because then I'm attached to being free yeah and if that makes your brain melt a little bit it did mine as well at the time when this was happening talking about discord one of the things that I've shared about Pisces season that came up very strongly and this was I think even before this process started was this one feels and I wrote it in all caps no escape no excuses that's the kind of Saturnian influence of this and Why did I say no escape? Like that sounds like, you know, that sounds like a threat more than a promise because part of the shadow of Pisces is escapism. It's escapism, martyrdom, being the victim. Again, this is not a put down and this is about the energy. It's not saying that that's what Pisces people do, right? This is about, we're not calling Pisces people victims or escape artists or whatever, right? But you have Pisces somewhere in your chart and See where you use the themes of that house, right, to do that. How do you escape through that? How do you, um, you know, feel like a victim? I've got Pisces third house in, um, Placidus, fourth house. If you look at it, whole sign, right? Sagittarius rising. So that would make Pisces my fourth house. And I can see those themes. I can see how I have been a victim in, in those, in those places and that's not a blame thing i'm not using victim as in oh god that 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 person victimized me but i can see the narrative and the stories and the themes that have come up around victimization martyrdom and escapism right you know just and why do we escape you know what why are we why do we escape it's the virgo part we're escaping from virgo we're escaping from the harsh realities of life we can't deal with this now you know withdrawing and going within that is not always escapism but if we're completely honest with ourselves we know where we're escaping we know if um it's one of the questions i used to ask people when they they said they wanted a new job or want something and i used to say to them are you escaping a situation or are you aspiring to be in a new situation they're not the same thing if we're trying to get away from something that's escapism if we are so that's a no no I do not want this no I don't want to deal with it I can't handle this right that's escapism uh, generally speaking and if it's oh wow you know yes yes I'd love to do this yes I'm passionate about this yes this is something that looks amazing then that is not escapism that is aspiring that's a dream part that's being led by the dream so some of the questions that I have will also look at that as well now here's the ultimate truth of Pisces though anything we try to escape is ourselves now even think about that right is other people's feelings that's a big one um i have a lot of pisces people in my life and they cannot sometimes you know it's like it's overwhelming people's emotions are overwhelming or the suffering is overwhelming like i talk about that in the outro so i won't go into that too much about the suffering but pisces energy is drawn to suffering so if you think about that if why? Why would be drawn to we be drawn to suffering? Because we recognize it through our own lens of our own suffering. And I often think, and I've I've seen this in some of the people in my life who who feel this way is, you know, when they react really strongly to some suffering out there in the world, and it may be to a child being bullied, right? It may be when they become overprotective of a child or of someone and Nine times out of 10, if I've talked to them and asked them, they will tell me that no one ever protected them that way, right? It's their own suffering. They're they're so connected to their own suffering. And that's a projection then, right? And that's not to say that the, the child in question or whoever isn't suffering, but the reason the feeling becomes so overwhelming and we're unable to deal with it and need to get away from the trigger, right? And I use trigger as, in a neutral sense. Those of you that know me, and I've said this for years, I do not, one of the reasons I don't give trigger warnings is I don't see anything wrong with triggers. And I think growth comes through facing our triggers, not avoiding them. If, if I get triggered, you know me, I used to have a group called uh, Trigger Happy. And the whole reason for that group was to explore our triggers that you know we could it was a safe place to talk about triggers i got triggered by this and oh my god i'm so triggered by this and so for me if someone says to me oh did i trigger you or what does that was that triggering um that is almost like saying did i give you a gift and i'm more than happy to say to my friends oh god guys i've just triggered myself like that's i've said so often when we're talking about things or oh my god that really triggers me but my friends so if my friends are sat with me and you know we're talking about triggers we will say to each other, Oh God, that really triggered me. But we, the, no one feels bad for triggering the other person. I think it's bad when we go out to try to trigger people, right? Then that's just being vindictive. And why, why would we want to trigger people? Um But within ourselves, if we're having a normal conversation and me, one of me or my friends are triggered, we understand that that is a, an aspect of us or a part of us that is coming up to be reviewed for me it's a part of me that I haven't got around to loving yet. So I do not see triggers in a bad way. But going back to this um, escaping, right, you know, that when it, when something comes up that triggers suffering within us or, you know, so we, and I mean this specifically, that if you see someone hurt or if you see someone in pain, right, and it's like, oh no, this triggers me, it will trigger you if you've got unaddressed pain or unaddressed suffering within yourself. That's how you feel it so much. Which is why, if you remember, when I talked about Mercury through the signs and I talked about Mercury in Pisces, which Mercury will come into Pisces, that the opposite is also true. Um, and again, right, this is just a general theme around what I've seen, the archetype or the energy around that is, you know, when you feel hurt, then with that energy and we're all going to be doing it this season in some way, when you feel hurt, you may use words to to try to make sure the other person feels the way you feel. So you can say some really hurtful things or do some really hurtful things to try to punish someone else, right? Because it's not enough f- to just tell them that you hurt me or did whatever. You have to make them feel what you felt because you feel what other people feel, right? Just looking at my notes, I've made a few notes. Um, Right, so that whole thing of self-deception, let's get back to that. I realized why the self-deception stuff was coming up was because I was reading for one fish. I'm not, I mean, that's any reading, right? If you think about it, and I've talked about this before, when we say, oh, that resonates with me, or yeah, I can see that in my own life, right? Then what we're actually saying is, that is my in my conscious awareness, what I'm consciously aware of, this reading speaks to what I'm consciously aware of. And I thought, no, but we're, we're integrating the two fish. It's not about denying one fish or, or having one fish over the other one. And, you know, this is not pace, sorry, it's not Virgo season where we just want the perfect story or we want just the most, um, efficient way of doing this. No, it wasn't any of that. It's, it has to be that both fish get to speak. So the spread that I'm doing, first time I'm using it, I created it just for this season which there will be a top row and I decided to use tarot then in the end as well so the top row is the conscious awareness and so there'll be an oracle card for that and this might be what we're aspiring to what we're moving towards what we want to do so there's like three cards I think clarified well I pull it with two decks as well two tarot decks so I pull the top row from one deck and then the bottom row which has its own wisdom of the house of night oracle card is the unconscious or what we're not aware of or what we might want to consider or question um, especially if we feel hindered in what we're aiming for what we're going for so then once i've pulled the top row from one deck and the bottom row from another deck i clarify the top row with the bottom deck and then i clarify the bottom row with the top deck right so they clarify each other to give them that relationship between each other i also am using um spirit messages oracle deck um just hey because I think it's if you when when else are you going to use spirit messages right if not in Pisces season and that gives its own flavor and own um extra message at the end like you know in a way to see it or a, a direction in which to explore this energy other themes that come up around Pisces is surrender right and if it, that's the hanged man if you think about the hanged man the hanged man talks about surrender now ultimately what are we surrendering What do I always say to you? What is the hanged man leaving up there once he comes down? His ego. It's an identity. That's something I find really interesting going from Aquarius season to Pisces season because in a sense, right, if Aries is the I am, the ego, and Leo, if you think about it, is where the the ego is expressed, shown to the world, right, it's that it gets up and, and it boldly states and shows itself out to the world. Then Aquarius being the opposite of Leo is about how, you know, yes, this is who you are, but how do we work together with other people? Like, you know, we're, it's not just, we're not special, right, it's, it's, we're all unique, yes, but where there's more power working together, there's great things that we can achieve working together. But we must be able to identify and know who we are, um, before we can even offer ourselves up or, or to know where we belong or be- belong doing what. So there's a lot around Aquarius to identify what we know about ourselves and then how do we authentically show up from that. Now, if you go from there to Pisces, which is the kind of dissolving of that, and that's what Neptune does. Neptune dissolves and so we've got this kind of dissolution of the ego because yes Aquarius is a group consciousness sign so it is about working together and doing what is best for the world it's not just yourself and I talked about this in the Aquarius to Pisces talk that I did where you know with Aquarius now this is not about competing you're not trying to be better than anyone because you aren't better than anyone right no one's better than you either They just bring to the table their own unique set of skills. Everyone is free to be who they are and we create something wonderful through that. Or, you know, we work together to create whatever happens. Pisces then goes to we're all one. Like, And think about it, if we all work together like that, we do all become one, right? But if you think about that, it's very difficult to see ourselves as one. Well, we are human beings. We do have boundaries. There are no boundaries in Pisces, um, but I think with the aid of Saturn, and I think this is the first year, I think Saturn's got his feet under the table now, and um I think we'll feel that energy a bit more this year than we did last year. Well, I think Saturn hadn't even moved into Pisces, maybe, I don't remember um, uh, when Saturn moved into Pisces. I know it was last year, but it would have been really early, it would have been around this time last year. So I want you to consider this in terms of Saturn and Pisces, where there is this feeling now to, to have something substantial, right? To have something, uh, Saturn's very kind of earthy and material and structured. And so there is a structure to this unstructuring, right? There is this way of, um, making, um, a commitment to having the spiritual aspects or the ethereal aspects or the unconscious aspects of Pisces and bringing them into physical reality. Some of the questions that I've asked are around this. like, What is our daily spiritual practice? How do we infuse our everyday life with with our spiritual beliefs? That's, you know, we can talk the talk. Do we walk it? I mean, part of this, if you bring in Virgo to this is, you know, if things were just perfect, I'd feel good. If everything was just efficient, if everything was just where it needs to be, you know, it's just, if I could just get everything perfect, then I would feel great, right? Um Which is an extreme kind of version of Virgo. And we see that in Pisces as well. That, you know, if, if I could just be X, Y, and Z, then I wouldn't suffer. But if you think about the hanged man, it is about seeing suffering from a different perspective. Virgo tries to bring order to everything and Pisces is chaos. But you can only have order out of chaos right it's the the relationship between the two in that sense then Pisces can be a very triggering season for as I talked about triggers before it can be a very triggering season because when we feel like victims when we when we acknowledge our suffering right we are designed or built in a way who do we blame and so blame shame and guilt can come up as massive themes this season you know think about yourself as the hanged man it's like you know I'm hanging upside down because somebody tied me here right it's that thing of somebody tied me up here i'm a victim of someone and you know the hangman is tied by the foot pisces um and it's if you think about it yes his head hangs at the bottom and he's got usually has a halo around his head right for enlightenment but his feet are at the top his feet are towards heaven which pisces rules the feet and i'll talk about that in the outro as well there's another thing I do want to talk about here as well. When we see the Knight of Cups and we talk about the Knight of Cups as being um delusional, right, as being the dreamer, as being the romantic. And yes, you know, when we, we're doing readings and we're doing a general reading, it's very easy and, you know, not entirely wrong or out of the question to say, what's your dream? What is the dream that you are pursuing? And yet, and I've talked about this before, a lot of the time, it's not a dream. What what we're doing is the very Virgo thing of like the Knight of Pentacles, of this is the solution to my problems. My dream is to be a millionaire, right? Why? So that I can feel free. So I'm not stressed about money. So I'm not suffering because of my lack of finances, right? That is not a dream. If you think about a dream, I I mean, other than when we're lucid dreaming, and maybe that's part of the Saturn thing, maybe it's a lucid dream now, right? That we have some control over it. But a dream is not real. It's that it's where reality dissolves in some way. And I think ultimately, especially with Saturn moving through Pisces, and we'll see more of this once um, they get, they meet up. Saturn and Neptune are going to meet up and they will move into Aries together. And you've heard me talk about this for Rick Levine's talked about this as well, where I think we may realize that the Neptune part, which we see as a dream, as illusion, it is much more real than the reality that Saturn presents to us, the structures and the boundaries that Saturn presents to us. Maybe that they flip and we realise, oh shit, that we've always thought Saturn was the real world, the material world. And I don't just say this from, you know, some woo idea that's come up and I share it out there. I'm talking from the scientific stuff that I'm very interested in. I've been looking at of, you know, if it's someone like Donald Hoffman talking about how what we see, right, isn't reality. Or if you think about the narrow scope of reality that well, the colours that you can see or the sounds that you can hear, you know, there's a narrow prism of what we can see and what we can hear and how we interact with reality. There's loads of theories about this um, around consciousness. So I do wonder, I mean, I ultimately believe that it's not science versus spirituality it's what we're trying to do if if you think of the two fish one of them could be science one of them could be spirituality and so it's about both i don't believe science has the complete answers but i tell you this for real i also do not believe that any spiritual school of thought has all the answers i think in a lot of ways um Future generations will look back at the beliefs that we have at the moment, whether that's star seeds, whether that's karma, whether that's the soul, whether that's all of this stuff, and we'll look at it the same way as we look at our ancestors. I've said this before as well we look at our ancestors who, you know, thought that an eclipse was a dragon eating the sun, or um that's the whole Rahu um, Ketu stuff of this, or whether. It's, you know, how we had stories to describe natural phenomena. We just don't have a scientific kind of answer to a lot of the stuff that we see, right? So visions or intuition. And I know I've said this before, but I think Pisces season, it's worth repeating, which, you know, whether we're talking about angels or demons or aliens or, you know, um, ghosts, all of this stuff that we see. And I think a lot of that may be to do with fourth dimensional. Entities. And I do not mean in the term of us ascending to the fourth dimension in that kind of spiritual sense. I'm, I, I, you mean, know, or maybe I do. I don't know. Maybe that's where they overlap as well. That so there's two very extreme ways of looking at the fourth dimension as well, like very spiritual, very scientific. Ultimately, the two will meet. It's a spiritual science that kind of is coming up, I believe. And that's why you hear me say that where you know science looks at a lot of spiritual people a lot of scientific rational thinkers being one of them would look at you know so spiritual as idiots these people are stupid like you believe in bloody god you believe in astrology like you know that kind of thing that you know we need rational detailed information we need to be able to prove this we need some way to a material kind of answer to something i think in the same way that if spiritual people are waiting for science to catch up like you know and i i've actually spoken to some spiritual people who are very against science and i th- i think no it cannot be that it cannot it cannot just be we cannot just say one fish is the right fish it has to be both so consider that dualistic theme part of this season as well will we hold both where they are both a part of us And that can be conscious, unconscious. And the reading that I'm doing is going to reflect that. So you will see that in the reading. But I also would say, consider, I mean, here's an example. So when you hear people talk about karma, you know, a lot of Pisces is about clearing karma and that type of thing that comes up, you know, and Saturn is the lord of karma. So that's on steroids, right? And one of the things, the the question that we go, what do I do? What do I do now? What am I going to do next? If there is something that you must do, then there is also something that you are due. And that's my way of looking at karma. Both of them are true at any given time. In that and that's not from a place of sitting around waiting to I'm entitled to something. Um, you know, that, you know, I've done so much good stuff, now the world must do good for me, right? Because think about that. When bad things happen, we don't know why they happen, right? We don't know. Uh, but when good things happen, they equally, we don't know. And we don't often, often recognize them. That's the dream part of this. When we are so attached, and that's not the surrendering of the ego, by the way, when we are so attached to one thing coming out the way that we want to, and that's more, that's going to be more the earth signs, right? Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, that's where we decide what our long-term goals are that's where we build a structure have stability make the changes um change our habits like you know the very physical part of it those are earth seasons that we do that Pisces is getting to grips with that there isn't right you know it's it's there's a much this infinite world you'll see in the quote that I've picked for this season which will be coming up at the end of this so in that sense it doesn't matter what you do like it really doesn't um, matter what you do it's your reasons for doing it and at least for this season I would encourage you to bring in both fish so not just what do I do but what am I due and if you think about that we've already looked at that in Aquarius we realize that our actions in the present moment right us looking up at the star the vision that we have from the future we see that vision from the present into the future and so we take the steps and we work with the people to realize the vision to make that vision a reality. Who do I need to work with? What corporation do we need to set up? What's the organisation? How can we together collectively create this vision? I mean, one of the shadows of Aquarius, and I'm very guilty of this, is I can have this wonderful, beautiful vision and when it doesn't turn out the way that i saw it because the vision's beautiful right so when i've got this vision and it doesn't something i don't want i don't want to do it anymore now i'm not interested like i get bored of it very easily quickly because it doesn't live up to the beauty of the star of the vision so in pisces this is part of that so i think it's the same theme of where aquarius is the future we see this vision and we know we're going to have to work towards this vision but pisces is blurs everything blends everything so if there is something that you must now do to to clear your karma, to, I don't know, to move through the world in a different way, to see the magic of everything, to, to tap into our intuition, um, our dreams, you know, all of this wonderful stuff and the shadow and the illusion of the moon card because we don't know what's ahead of us. It is all a dream. Anything could happen, same way that happens in a dream, right? And then it's also understanding that if I must do something, right, karmically to declare my karma, so I'm not accumulating bad karma. I'm using the language of, of that kind of screw of thought, then there must also be something that I'm due, right? It has to be both fish. And that's a difficult statement to make because it sounds very entitled. It's like, well, I've, I've done so much good in my life. Now good must happen to me. And I'll give an example here. So I used to have questions from clients so this is from years and years ago of uh, I'll give one example and this happened a few times so this is not pointing at any one person but it was like oh I'm going to go into a business with my friend right um will we be successful right so think about that if I do this will I be rewarded if you think about it karmically right that's what we're th- talking about the Aquarius part of it is, this is my vision. How do I make it work? So if, if they come in and said, Oh, this is my vision. How do I make it work? How do I make it a reality that I want to, the cards will, will look at that. But if it's like, is it successful? Will it, it, it will be, am I going to be karmically rewarded or punished for this? And this is what I mean about blind spots because we do not recognize what a, bl- you know, a lot of the last six years seven years eight years even right have been about recognizing why we have blind spots so consider that question that i will just use here right if you say i'm going to get into going to business with my friend will i be successful now what that person means with very virgo is will we work well together will we both pull our own weight and will we make money out of this venture earth but if we look at it from a Pisces viewpoint, I would, that's the spiritual part of it. And that's what my job was to show to them. And I said, okay, well, or, and I, even if it's not successful, if it's, you know, is this a good thing? Is this the best thing for me to do this? The best thing for you, like what you're due out of it. So, you know, what you do is you go into business with your friend. What you're due from that, you, you're not just, you're not just punished. I don't like seeing karma as just reward or punishment. It is the result. It is how we, With our free will interact with something and then what the result of that is. And, and in that situation, I said, well, yeah, it could be the best thing for you, but the best thing for you might be where you, your friend steals from you, right? They, they do the business with you. They might be lazy. They don't pull their weight and then they just take all the money and they disappear, right? And you're left with a ton of debts. Now, it would be very difficult to see that as the best thing for you. It's like, that's not the best. That's not successful. I don't want that. And I said, but what if through doing that, right, you know, you have that realised, you realise you haven't been compassionate to yourself. You've allowed yourself to suffer that, you know, you knew your friend was bad news, but because you felt sorry for them or you were too afraid to go into business alone, you interacted with them. Like you brought them in on this venture. Now, not always, right? That's where deception comes from. But even someone else deceiving us is a reflection of how we would deceive ourselves. And so maybe after that, right, if that if you had that situation happen, so so the kind of basic bitch comic one, one of that would be I'm getting punished for a past life. Right? Not saying we're not. I mean, that's not something that I get into. I just don't find that useful for my worldview to think about what happened in a past life, right? Oh, this person, I cheated them in the past life. They did it to me. I think that's unhelpful to me in the way that I see the world. But this way of seeing it is much more helpful in that what you do with it as you go forward, right? What do you do? Not just what you're due from karma, but D-U-E, by the way, but what you do with it. And it may be that you realize, okay, like, you know, I need to not be so afraid to do things on my own. And that's going to come next season, Aries, right? So I need to stop being so afraid to do things on my own. I need to like, I was just afraid. That's why I brought that person in. I didn't want to do it on my own. I wanted to like, you know, share the load a little bit um i need to stop being so trusting i I knew when they kept saying to me that they wanted to put the business in their name or they wanted to have the bank account in their name I i had it my intuition was telling me not to do it but i was too afraid i was being too kind and compassionate to them you know i i didn't say anything so that it's a different understanding hanged man different perspective on what we are due now think about those fish going round and round uh, and I've talked about Neptune but Jupiter is also a co-ruler of Pisces and if you look at Jupiter it's the wheel of fortune in the tarot that wheel's always turning you know there are things that are fated to happen but it's how we deal with them and in some ways the greatest way of looking at that at fate at the world of working with other people of being in this physical reality right from a very spiritual sense being in this physical reality is to realize that this is like a play. This is a dream that we are all living, right, from that sense. And you can't live your whole life like that, right? You just wouldn't do anything. You'd be an amorphous blob. You wouldn't be anyone. But you realise I'm here to, to play a role in whatever I'm doing. In my own life, I play a role. So you see the dream nature of reality. And where you see suffering, you also look for the kindness and the compassion. Where you feel like you've been the victim of something which we all do right um where you where there is pain then we show ourselves compassion and find different ways to do that now that's where I'm going to say it again because it's this is like the biggest hurdle I've seen for all the Pisces people I've ever worked with is preventing or stopping pain and suffering right so which can be locking yourself in a room or, you know, not talking to certain people, or not doing whatever, not saying those are not valid, you know, um, ways of dealing with people or situations. But if that is your default and you are still in pain and you still suffer, right, that is not the solution. In fact, that may be a good um, kind of uh, what the rule of thumb for this this season. If that has been your story about yourself or your situation for however long, right, and you're still suffering, right, you're still suffering and you don't see the purpose of the suffering it's just needless suffering then that story is not working we need a new story and that's the kind of jupiter part of this right we need a new story we need to turn that wheel it's a different day let's engage with it in a different way which fish are we ignoring because we have a preference everyone has a preference Um, but it's what we do with them are we able to hold both now i do talk about that in the outro um, and I think I might let this flow let this flow let this kind of flow into the outro so you can hear me whatever I say in that I'm sorry if I repeat some of this stuff because I, like I said I recorded that last week you will see the seasonals go up I'm not going to be explaining this again so once more the spread that I do will be both for reading for both fish one that we are conscious of one that we are unconscious of oh there was something that I wanted to do actually before I go off I knew there was something I was forgetting Um, I'm going to go through a bunch of questions that I've got, um, to do that you can ask yourself and I will have a list. There'll be a link in the description to this video where you can click on it and go to my website and that you'll have, you'll have some of the notes on what I said here and a list of the questions, um, that I've got. And I've what I've done is I picked some kind of themes like, you know, intuition and creativity, emotional healing and compassion. I, I've picked some of these kind of, I've labeled them and I've asked about three questions for each. There's no way you have to do all the questions, but just I thought it might be helpful. So um for intuition and creativity, I ask, how can I strengthen my connection to my intuition? What creative outlets bring me the most joy and fulfillment? in what ways can i express my imagination more freely for emotional healing and compassion i said what emotions am i currently holding on to that need to be released how can i show more compassion and empathy towards myself and others what practices can i incorporate to nurture my emotions sorry to to nurture my emotional well-being spirituality and connection to the divine what spiritual practices resonate most with me at this time How can I deepen my connection to the divine or the universe? In what ways can I infuse more spirituality into my daily life? Boundaries and self-care. What boundaries do I need to set to protect my energy and maintain balance? How can I prioritize self-care and rest without feeling guilty? What rituals or routines can I establish to support my overall well-being? Dreams and goals. What dreams or aspirations have been tugging at my heart recently? How can I take practical steps towards manifesting my dreams into reality? Are there any subconscious desires or goals that I've been neglecting? Connection to nature and the mystical. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm including, I've been, I was thinking about coming out of Aquarius season. Next we'll move into Aquarius and also Virgo aspects, right? So connection to nature and the mystical. How can I deepen my connection to the natural world around me? What lessons can I learn from observing the cycles of nature? And that's also the wheel of fortune. What mystical or metaphysical practices intrigue me and how can I explore them further? And then the the final topic that I had was letting go and surrender. What attachments or situations am I holding on to that no longer serve my highest good? How can I practice surrendering control and trusting in the flow of life? What aspects of life would benefit from a more flexible and accepting attitude? Like I said, that there will be a list of that in the description. Um, it'll probably be Aquarian Insight forward slash Pisces dash season dash 2024 dash cheat dash sheet. That's usually how it does that it'll take the title and turn it into that. Um, that's, that's the page it'll be on. But like I said, there'll be a link in the description of this, whether you're listening as a podcast or, as a video on um rumble or odyssey and that page would also have the podcast or video if you wanted to listen i put everything in one place i think that's it i think that's all i want to share um good luck folks i know that pisces season can be very difficult and that's why i want to do a cheat sheet because it's very easy to get subsumed or swallowed up in these kind of mystical infinite waters of pisces um but it's it's a wonderful season to play with that internal stuff. It's not Scorpio season. And I think often, you know, Scorpio gets a, a, the credit or um, the blame for a lot of the Pisces stuff. You know, it, it I, I get it. They're both water signs and it, there's a lot. But in Pisces, I'm sorry, in, in Scorpio, what needs to be transformed is the question and i think it's interesting because as a sign pisces has the south node in the eighth house so it has some of those elements when we're dealing with pisces season as an energy it has um a south node letting go surrender transformation going on um because pisces the eighth house of pisces is libra so there is this kind of deep cleanse that is going on around relationships for pisces energy and individuals anyway But in Scorpio, it's what needs to be transformed, what is ready to die and be reborn, right? So that's, that's Pisces. But that's not, sorry, that's Scorpio. I keep mixing them up. That's Scorpio. The death and rebirth transformation is Scorpio. But for Pisces, it is, there are both fish. You're not trying to kill one fish, right? They are both there. They are the dual nature. They are both there. And how do we hold both? How do we live our lives as this kind of infinite spiritual beings on the internal, but also show up in the real world. Right. I talk more about that in the outro and I'm going to hand you over to that right now. Here's the quote for the season. Turning something from an idea into a reality can make it seem smaller. It changes from unearthly to earthly. The imagination has no limit. The physical world does the work exists in both. And that's from Rick Rubin. He is a Pisces son. I think his birthday is on the 10th of March. And as always, I tried to pick someone who has their son in the sign of the season and a quote from them. It's amazing. They have some great quotes. And this one is so perfect because I think it really speaks to that marriage of heaven and earth that i'm always talking about right so pisces if you think of pisces as heaven and virgo as earth this speaks to that the work exists in both we exist in both right and this can be our physical selves our physical lives as and our spiritual reality and i think so often and we all might do that both of these things but just at different times and in different areas we can get so caught up in our spiritual world. Uh, you know, Pisces is dreams, spirituality, imagination, fantasy. We can get so caught up in the dreams, so caught up in our spiritual beliefs that they be- we, we don't know how to translate them into something physical because it feels like we diminish it in some way. Rather than seeing it as we're infusing our physical reality with that, they both exist it doesn't mean that it only has to exist in one way and then I think in other times we get so focused on the physical and the literal and the material that we forget that we have this ability to imagine, to dream, to connect with something greater than ourselves. I think Pisces is a sign of deep compassion and sympathy and empathy, right? Pisces is able to do that but think about you know the same way that I say where is courage needed when we're afraid where's confidence needed when we're doubting ourselves and we're afraid the same with Pisces energy where is compassion and sympathy and empathy all these wonderful kind of loving caring words where are they needed where there is suffering so in a way I think Pisces gets drawn to suffering and can get stuck in suffering right you know wherever you have Pisces in your chart and that can be the downfall I think of of Pisces in some ways I'm talking about the energy not so much people I think the ideal of Pisces if there was to be one is you know something like charitable sacrifice because both Pisces and Virgo are about service but where I think this where I think that gets turned into sometimes is is martyrdom it's not about being a martyr. It's not about, you know, sacrificing yourself. To to sacrifice, the word sacrifice means to make sacred. And so then we can even make that suffering sacred in some ways, right? It doesn't mean we have to cut ourselves off. Because there's this kind of dual nature to Pisces. And ultimately, you know, Pisces is about transcendence. It's about spiritual unity, it's about being able to hold the light and the dark. It's the understanding that they are both one. Not the light becomes the dark or the dark becomes the light. It's that they are both one. It's that the two fish are one, really, right? It's not, if you think about them, you know, if you're, if we're trying to look at this thing of like, you know, only light is good and dark is bad, then the, what are we trying to do? Get one fish to catch up to the other one? we're not trying to do that they both swim opposite each other always to show us that they are both there they are both one both the light exists and the dark exists both good exists and bad exists um and and that's really i think really important And so transcending this kind of dual nature that we have of what's good or bad, or, you know, because I feel all of this so intimately inside, I can't express it because it's not the same outside. No, it takes a different form outside. It has one form inside of you, your emotions, your beliefs, your imagination, and it has a different form outside. And to compare the two, it's, how do we compare the two? To be in the physical world is to have limitations. I mean, this is ultimate Saturn speaking in Pisces, right? To exist in the physical world, there is a beginning and there is an end. But to exist in the spiritual world, there is no beginning and there is no end. It's infinite. And they both exist. Both parts are true. That notion of transcendence and exploration of that infinite inner reality you know, sometimes and that's spiritual bypassing that can become, but it's also where we can escape sometimes because the real world has these limitations, right? And there are harsh realities to being alive in a physical, being a physical being in a physical world that, that instead of transcending, what we do is we escape. That's something to look at for this season. Um, bring your I mean the the Pisces reading was amazing I don't even need to talk about it here just check out the Pisces reading which obviously doubles up as the new moon reading it's for everyone because it's the why why am I doing this why am I saying this why do I need it to be in this form where am I getting stuck in suffering um I would really recommend if you've never read if you want homework read Viktor Frankl's um oh god what is his book I'll post it, I've posted it before because I read it last year, I'll post it on the Discord server, but you might want to check him out, even like just Google him and uh, check out what he says, some of his things, because I think very few people have suffered in the way that he has, I mean us, I mean us alive today, I know a lot of people at his time suffered as he did, but to have the views that he does, I mean that is spiritual unity, that is transcendence to me, and that is what is available to us, um, with our own suffering, it doesn't mean don't suffer. It doesn't mean glorify suffering. It means that we are able to heal the suffering. We're able to show compassion for our own suffering and that for others, right? And this is what I would say. If you struggle to convey your inner world to the outer, like every single sign struggles with some, whatever their sign is. Because every single sign feels like they're the only ones that do that and they do but they contribute that to the world that would be like you know in a rainbow red saying it's not going to show up because it's not as blue as blue or there's no other red out here and it's like no because it's your job to be red it's your job to be Pisces or Aquarius or Cancer or Leo or whatever it is right it's your job to be that And so others won't get that, right? It will become smaller because only you see the vastness of what you express. But then keep that in mind, that you don't see the vastness of others. They have their own vastness. And that's where we show each other grace and compassion and kindness because we realise that we're all struggling to convey so much, so much in such limited ways. So I hope, you know, that kind of gives you an idea of Pisces season. It's a really, it can be a really difficult season for some people, but it also has the promise of so much, you know, healing and to, and I I use that word, you know, to understand our suffering, to ease our suffering, to ease the suffering of other people. I could go into, I don't want to make this one too long, the, the outro, but there are a lot, if you look at the archetype of Pisces, you know, Christ consciousness is connected to Pisces and Pisces rules the feet. And so you have these stories of, you know, Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. The very Pisces, that humility, that service, it's symbolic of Pisces energy. And isn't that cr- crazy? We're talking about transcendence, but then we're talking about feet, which is the, the lowest part of the human body, which is ruled by Pisces. And then you also have the story, again, sticking with Jesus. I'm not a Christian, by the way, but I do love archetypes and I like religious stories. And, you know, you've got Jesus um, feeding the, you know, the masses with uh, loaves of bread and fish. And if you think about that, the bread is Virgo and the fish is Pisces. So you can take these kind of stories, you can take them as allegories and you can look at them. And if you think about that, that we need both. You cannot just have the spiritual and the emotional. We need that earthly part as well. And that's the challenge. That's what challenges us. Because we see it so vast on the inside. We see it so nuanced and so complex and so amazing and infinite. And, you know, it's so beautiful on the inside. And then it becomes so limited on the outside. And yet it exists in both. You exist in both. You exist here on Earth. You exist here in the physical. So we're not using the physical to escape our spiritual reality and we're not going to use the spiritual to escape from our physical reality. Somehow we're going to find a way. Saturn's going to help us out to hold both. Anyway, I'm going to leave you right there. I love you. Thank you to everyone that donates. If you would like to make a donation, there is a link in the description. As always, I just want to say... I am thankful to all of you that allow me to find physical ways to express my own imagination, to express my own spiritual reality and I would not be able to do that without you so I'm very grateful to you. I'm gonna leave it right there. I love you guys, I will see you next time but that's all for now. Goodbye.